Good morning. Welcome to February and welcome again to our study in the book of Leviticus. I want to encourage you again as I did yesterday and as I might do every single day to not just blow through or ignore this book of the Bible. It was given with beautiful, beautiful foreshadowings into the person and the work of Jesus Christ. And so when we look at the book of Leviticus and we see the sacrificial system, yes, it is a system that we no longer observe. We don't see any of these things in our day and time now, but we see them fulfilled in the person and work of Jesus Christ. And so as we dive into Leviticus chapters 4, 5, and 6 this morning, my prayer is that as we finish up looking at the last two offerings, then we see how the priests start to get pulled into the mix of their understanding of it, that you will have your focus and your minds enlightened to see the gospel unfolding. We see in chapter 4 the, the sin offering is brought to light. Now, so far we've had a burnt offering, we've had a grain offering, and a peace offering. And those just cover a few verses, really, if we look at the way that it's broken up. They cover just three chapters for three offerings. But then when we get to chapter 4, we see a sin offering there, and we see there's a lot of stuff that gets put on repeat there, and it doesn't just fill one chapter and then we move on to the next offering. Rather, it fills all of chapter 4 and almost all of chapter 5. And the whole reason that we have this sin offering that takes up so much space is the idea that you know you have sinned. You know that you have not been holy as God is holy. And you know that you need something to take your place, something to die on your behalf, something to take on the wrath of God for you. You know that you need an anointed one of God to fill this cup. You know that you need your guilt taken away, transferred to another sacrifice. You know your sin. You know it's deep and it's vile. And you know that your sin needs atonement. And so because you know those things, you know that you need a sin offering. You know that is required. It says in Leviticus chapter 4, verses 5 and 6, And the anointed priest shall take some of the blood of the bull and bring it into the tent of meeting. And the priest shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle part of the blood seven times before the Lord in front of the veil of the sanctuary. And we see a dramatic picture taking place. Now, he goes into the tent of meeting. This would be the tabernacle. 
He goes into the tabernacle and there is a veil that is put there. And this veil is the separating barrier between the holy place and the most holy place. And in that most holy place, you had the Ark of the Covenant. And sitting on top of the Ark of the Covenant was the lid, obviously. But this lid had a very significant and special name or title given to it. This lid was called the mercy seat of God. And on it, you had two cherubim and their wings were covering their faces and folded towards each other. And the dramatic illustration there was that God was on His throne and that God sitting on His throne uniquely touched the earth where the mercy seat was. And it was almost as if His foot or His feet rested upon the mercy seat. And so this priest would take the blood of this sacrifice into the tabernacle. And there he would take this bowl of blood and he would sprinkle upon the veil, again representing the blood being poured out, the blood being offered up to the place where mercy is represented, uniquely where God is meeting the earth and mercy is to be extended God, through this sacrifice, please, please give me mercy. Please make atonement for me. And we see in a dramatic fashion that because of the blood of this sacrifice, because we know we sin, and because we know we need something to take our place, because of that reality, because an offering has been made for sin, mercy is extended. What a beautiful and a tremendous thing to see in the book of Leviticus. It doesn't just go on there. At the end of chapter 5, let me read verses 15 and 16 for us. It says, If anyone commits a breach of faith and sins unintentionally in any of the holy things of the Lord, he shall bring to the Lord as his compensation a ram without blemish out of the flock, valued in silver shekels according to the shekel of the sanctuary for a guilt offering. He shall also make restitution for what he has done amiss in the holy things and shall add a fifth to it and give it to the priest. And the priest shall make atonement for him with the ram of the guilt offering and he shall be forgiven. And here we see something even more uh, uh, deep that yes, we know we sin, but here it says you may have sinned unintentionally. Guys, we don't even know the depths of our sin. We don't even know the depths of our depravity. David talks about our hidden sins. There are things that we have done that are sinful before God, and we don't even recognize them. And God even says, there is, there is mercy even here. If you don't know you've committed a sin, if you don't even know the depths of your sinfulness, still there is an offering for you. There is an offering that will make atonement for you, offered through this guilt offering, 
I know that I've sinned and there's an offering for that, but I'm also guilty of unknown sins. And God has made a way for you to be right before Him even here. What an amazing truth. What an incredible sacrifice that we see that Jesus Himself has fulfilled, that He's made atonement not only for the sins we're aware of, but for the ones we don't even know we've done. And then to finish up in chapter 6, He starts to bring the priests into it. Command Aaron and his son saying, this is the law of the burnt offering. And then you see that He says, this is the law of the grain offering. Skipping down, this is the offering that Aaron and his son shall offer to the Lord on the day when he is anointed, a tenth of an ephah, excuse me, of fine flour as a regular grain offering. You see that he starts bringing the priests and he starts letting them know this is the reason for these offerings. Here is how you are brought in. Here is how you are to prepare yourself for it. And ultimately we see the gospel poured out through the book of Leviticus. So I hope that these studies are enlightening to you. I hope that you are finding value in them. I know that I am. I look forward to seeing you again in the morning as we continue our study in the book of Leviticus.